0: Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azra, the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Tuesday morning or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course on Twitter. My username on all these platforms is identical. It is at polyglot Azrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T, A-Z or Z depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited as per usual to be recording this one here. This is going to be an abbreviated episode because I made a little bit of a mistake today. I... Have been waking up at about seven seven thirty uh, more like 745 actually. I've been waking up at 745 every single morning lately and I've been getting in like a good 30 to 60 minutes of exercise before I really start my day and it's been a fantastic habit. And today I wanted to wake up a little bit earlier because I'm not I'm not having like when I'm waking up at 745 or so, I'm not getting quite as much time as I'd like to be doing my exercise. Like I'm basically always getting stretching done, but I'm not quite getting enough time there to do um, other types of exercises. Like I would like to do muscle work on some days or cardio work or workout fascia. Like I'd like to do some other things as well, but that 45, like waking up at 7.45 is not quite giving me enough time. So I wanna slowly but surely kind of chip that earlier and make it more like 7.15, 7.10, 7.05. 7.05. I want to get it around that range. So today I was going to wake up at, you know, 7. I think the goal was about 7.20 was the goal today. So give me an extra 25 minutes. Um, but I don't know what the heck happened. And I woke up at past nine o'clock in the morning. I woke up and I was like, huh, my room looks really bright. What's going on? I must have slept in. Sure enough, I look at my my, my phone and it's past nine o'clock and I was like, oh no. <laughs> So I have a little bit less time than usual, so it's going to be a shorter podcast episode because I've got a lot of stuff to do, and 9 o'clock, even if I wasn't exercising, was a little bit too late to be waking up considering my schedule today. Now, um, I want to talk about a a couple of quick things which have been on my mind. The first one is about test scores. So when you look at language learning, right, when you look at French or Spanish or Japanese or whatever language, right, when you look at languages, more often than not, there's testing that there's, there's language assessments that one could take that would give you some kind of certificate that would show what level you have in that language, or if we're going in a less formal sense, there's often tests that one takes if they're taking, you know, that language in school that supposedly is going to show if you knew the material or if you didn't know the material. And I want to address this topic. Um, I want to address this topic to start off with. You know, I think first and foremost, I don't know if tests are a perfect measure of one's level in another language i have mentioned this topic in the podcast before and i think testing is a whole fascinating we could literally have a whole hour-long podcast just to talk about testing and what the right methodologies are for testing how do you make a good test what is a bad test how can you make sure that it's a proper assessment how do you account for the fact that maybe someone just had a really bad sleep and it affects their test score and that's not really a true representation of what they know There's a lot of things we could dive into, but I think when all is said and done, my perspective as of today, as of January, what is the day today? January 21st, uh, 2020, is that as a whole, when you take a test, it has, it, it is, it, it basically has, it shows some indication of what your level is and it gives you a decent idea, but it doesn't necessarily give you a perfect idea. That's probably the best way to view it. Like if you're taking tests and you're failing tests and you're getting like zeros or 10%, 20%, you do, you're not really someone who knows the language at a high level. Like you're not going to, if you have a good grasp of a language and you go take a language test, it is going to be rare for you to go take that test and get like 20% on the test because you have some level. So that would be super weird. And the same notion If someone is taking a variety of language tests, both written, uh both reading tests, writing tests, speaking tests, and listening tests, and they're generally getting like 95% on all the writing tests, reading tests, speaking tests, listening tests, it's gonna be rare for that person touch to know nothing about the language altogether. They might not be really like if they're getting 95% on every single test. They might not be near native fluency. It doesn't mean that, oh my God, look, they're always at 95%. They're at a near native fluency. No, I don't think so. But they clearly know something and they clearly have some kind of ability in that language, assuming that the tests are designed in a correct and a proper kind of way. So my general rule of thumb is like a language test is good. And I think it, it has, it will give you an idea of how much someone knows, but it's not going to be the most... It's not necessarily going to be a perfect idea of what someone knows and what they, the ability they have in another language. Um, What's funny about language tests in my perspective as well is that language tests, while they are used as a language assessment tool to assess your level and assess what you know and identify what you don't know, while that's how we use tests, the funny thing is the, the kind of backwards thing is I actually think language tests are equally effective if not more effective as a learning tool because when you know you have a test coming up that has that's worth something there's there's some stakes on the line there's something on the line it it, first of all makes you study and it makes you work it gives you a real reason to actually work and be motivated and ensure you do a good job and prepare yourself to the best of your ability. So that's a good sign. It forces you, quote unquote, it encourages you, it gives you a reason to learn and put more information in your brain and practice and and make sure you really understand things. So that's a good thing. And then I think, you know, when you look at the test itself, when you're writing it, there's a lot of, when you're doing the test, there's a lot of, there's a lot of learning that's happening while you're doing it like when you're filling out questions and you're struggling with something it's making your brain work it's making your brain try and remember it's making your brain try to use maybe in an academic way and maybe not in a real life way but nevertheless it is it is making connections in your brain to the language and again this goes for written tests listening tests speaking tests whatever kind of test reading tests it's the case for all types of tests And then third of all, once a test is complete and you get your final mark, usually you're given corrections, like you're told where you lost your marks. If it's a speaking test, you'll be told, oh yeah, you were not very fluent or you lost marks on your accent. You made grammar errors, you messed up this, you messed up that. If it's a really good teacher, they'll give you very specific feedback saying, you did not do this grammar thing correctly. You did not, you said this word wrong. If they're a really good test, a really good teacher written test, you're going to get it corrected, you'll, you'll be able to physically see your errors, and those feed, that feedback is incredibly important, and you'll be able to learn from your mistakes. So I actually think that tests, while they are used as an assessment tool, they're, they're a very effective learning tool as well. And I know myself, when I've taken classes at the university, for example, even the one I'm taking right now, the tests and the quizzes are one of the biggest things that actually help me learn. Granted, I don't always do very well in the tests and quizzes. Because I don't often study as much as I should before them. But the act of walking in, having that test, trying to figure out the answers, thinking about it, trying to remember, that's an excellent learning activity for me. And it and it pushes me forward. Which is why, like myself, I don't do it as often as I as I could. But I often I sometimes use tests when I'm teaching students. I'll be like, hey, we're gonna have a test on Monday about blah blah blah. I tell them not to get too anxious, it's not gonna be like I'm not they're not gonna Nothing bad's going to happen if they fail. Like, I don't want them to worry and stuff, but it's a real thing, right? When people know they have a test coming, they, we have like a biological response to the word test or exam. So I think they can be a really, really good learning tool as well. So anyway, I've I've got more stuff I want to say, but, but as I said, I I'm tight on time today because of me sleeping in too bad, but at any rate, so, uh, I guess we can wrap this podcast up here. I appreciate your attention. And we will talk uh, in the next episode. Bye for now. See you.